but I believe it's going to set the stage. Hallelujah. Because the stage is always the Word of God. Amen. 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 What would the stage be like if it didn't have nothing on it? Just a thought. Just a platform. Starting in verse number one, Luke chapter two. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was the governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with, his, with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with, with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you that is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth good wills toward all men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, saying, which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Pray with me. Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints? And what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe? According to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And I ask that you grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, so that we'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, 
I ask you for divine utterance this morning. I ask that you would help me to communicate the heart of the Father to us, your people, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to continue on with this subject because it is such a, a, a valuable subject for us to take a hold of, and that is positioning ourselves for the suddenlies of God. Sometimes when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, a lot of times we would think that I've got to get in an upper room somewhere in order to position myself. And if God's told you to get in that upper room, you need to get in that upper room to position yourself. But I want you to notice something else here in this particular lesson is that these were just simple shepherds doing their job, but doing their job positioned them for a suddenly from God. See, brothers and sisters, God's got a way of getting things to us, especially when we're where we're supposed to be at. Amen. I've seen a lot of times that people, uh, they got in accidents, other things that happened, that some of them were tragic. And <clears throat> I thought sometimes, you know, they weren't supposed to be there. If they would have been where they were supposed to be at, that wouldn't have happened. Can anybody ever identify with how the Lord has delivered you? So, let me give you a picture. Sometimes you, I was supposed to be in church, but I was somewhere else. And something happened. I'm not using me. I'm just saying this. But... If I were where I was supposed to be at, that wouldn't have happened. You say, like Mike would have been. No, it wouldn't have happened because you wouldn't have been there. See, a lot of times when we find ourselves somewhere that we're not supposed to be, that particular thing opens a door for the enemy to be able to do something that he shouldn't have been able to do. Why? Because I was out of place. I was out of position. Now I want you to notice this in context with what we're going to be talking about today in this particular lesson. You say, well, if I were just minding my own business and doing what I was supposed to be doing, could God still work a suddenly in my life? Now I've shared this and I want to set it up this way. I had been in church down in Wilmington. The pastor had asked me, he said, I want you to sit here. And he told me exactly where he wanted me to sit. He said, I want you to sit here. And he said, I want you to cat, help catch the people when they're prayed for. The next day at work, the next day at work, let me say it again, the next day at work, I was walking. And these words came to me, to me in my spirit. He said, you thought you were catching people, but you were catching the anointing. And you know what I said? Lord, I sure didn't see that one coming. See, positioning has something to do, not just with geographic location, but location of the heart. Why were these shepherds chosen to hear a word from God 
and to experience something with their eyes that much of the known world would know absolutely nothing about. Was it because they were shepherds? I think it had something to do with it. But what was their job? A lot of times we read over it and don't really get the message of what it's saying. So, angels are ministers of God. They come with a message from God. And when God has a message to be delivered, there's times that he will use a heavenly being to do it. And this heavenly being shows up. And uh, these shepherds, they used to see them stuff like that. It catches them by surprise. I saw you. I saw you reading with me. When I got to the park, fear not. Stacy knows it by heart. Fear not. Now, we may know it from a text of fear not. But here's where application needs to be taken in place for us as children of God. Just as that angel said to those shepherds, fear not. God is saying to us, fear not. Can I live a life without fear? Evidently, God believes that you can. Evidently, God believes that you can. Well, my life is so full of fear, you might say. Can I say something that will make, it might put you in condemnation and it might open our eyes to see something. We're, walk, we're working in something that's not the will of God. We're standing in a place that's not the will of God. Because when the angel came with that message, I'm going to tell you what, fellas, y'all need to be scared because I am from God. And when I show up, things happen. That's not what he said. He said these comforting words. Fear not. Every time an angel comes, I see it recorded in Scripture. He brings word, words like that. He says, fear not. Because not only does... See, this is a truth that, I, that was impressed on me when Brother, Brother Shirlsworth was over in Elizabeth City. And he made this statement. If God will do it for one, He'll do it for everyone. So if he would speak to a shepherd and tell them not to fear, he's speaking to me and telling me not to fear. Amen. So then I, I, I make, and make a conscious effort to move toward this place of no fear. For some it might be a journey. But don't let it be a journey that is never embarked on to follow after. Be that person who says, I ain't letting this stuff rule me the rest of my life. That's not what our study's about this morning. That's what our lesson's about. But it's a part of the lesson. Because God wants people to be comforted. He wants people to be blessed. And fear is a thief. Fear is a robber. And it moves someone out of that place that God has for them. So he speaks to them so that they can settle down, so that they can hear the message of God. See, a lot of times the fear works that same way. It wants to stop us from hearing what God is really saying to us. Because words are caught, not just, look at me, not just with this, Got one of them. But they're caught with this, with the heart. They're not just caught with the ear, they're caught with the heart. Because that was a heart, that was God's heart coming to those shepherds. 
Fear not. I got a message for you, fellas. I want you to hear. I want you to hear. I want you to catch what cost. Right now, in the city of David, a Savior is being born. Can you imagine? Just to be chosen to hear a message like that. Why would he choose? Why would he choose? Why wouldn't he talk to the church leaders? Why did he talk to the shepherds? Fair question. History says this. The shepherds weren't just keeping sheep. They were tending sheep that were going to be the sacrifices in the temple. There was care that was placed on those that wouldn't be placed on other sheep. Because God was after a sheep that did not have spot or blemish. So, some of the things that he was saying to them, the shepherds, would have resonated in their ears. They would have known exactly what he was talking about. And it would have went right on everybody else's over their head. It would have went over some shepherd's heads. Because these were particular sheep. Handled a particular way. For a particular purpose. And they were for sacrifice in the temple. In the worship of God. So he speaks something to them and he says, you'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And in our minds, because that way, that's the way we've always seen it, wrapped up in a blanket. Lying in a manger because that's the only way that we've ever seen it. That's the only way that we've ever been taught but the swaddling clothes was something that they would take those babies' lamb, those baby lambs, and there were strips of cloth, and they would wrap them around the legs. Because if you had a beautiful sheep with a messed up leg, he still had spot and blemish. Did you know that there's places that you can do on your skin? early in life and you'll carry it the rest of your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You can get a scar. Well, when it comes to the sacrifice that had to be made, there might not be absolutely nothing wrong with the sheep from a natural standpoint. But from a worship standpoint, it wasn't accepted by God. Because he said, bring me a lamb. How? Without spot and blemish. So the care of those sheep was essential. Because you weren't just delivering a baby lamb. You were delivering a sacrifice that was going to be the atonement or the, the covering for somebody's sin. And it had to be what God would accept. So they would take these strips of cloth and wrap them around those little baby lambs' legs to protect them. Let's make another spiritual connection. In Bethlehem, lying in a manger, was the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. Not just cover the sins of the people, but that would take away the sins of the world. And you will find him wrapped in what? Swaddling clothes. Where would he be laid? In a manger. You mean he wouldn't be on a throne somewhere? Brothers and sisters, his throne to start with was a manger. A humble feed trough 
Now this is what this, this angel is telling them. They've not seen it yet. But they're getting positioned for something. See, God through his word and by his spirit is always positioning us to take us in places, to reveal things to us, to show us things that we haven't seen before, that we've not walked in yet. Or if we have walked in them, he, wants us to, he may want us to walk in them again. Because every word from God ain't a new word, but it's got a newness about it. So the angel has delivered them this message from God the Father. And after he's delivered the message, all heaven takes a hold of this message. You know, a lot of times we think that when a word was spoken, that we were the only one who heard it. But there's something about spiritual things and spiritual words. They never die. They keep right on speaking. And as he spoke this word that was from the Father God about what was taking place in Bethlehem, all heaven got the memo. We said this one time in, on Wednesday night here because you used to have a, a commercials that would come on on television. And one of the investment groups was E.F. Hutton. And um, I said something about E.F. Hutton because a lot of times we don't get much response out of Bobby, but when Bobby says something to say, I said, we called him E.F. Hutton because he had something to say. And one of the pictures that they had in the commercial was these two men were, stand, were, were in the water and they were talking. And they were talking about their investment. And one of them said, who, who do you use? And they said, E.F. Hutton. When they said E.F. Hutton, the water was calm, but when they said the name E.F. Hutton, there was people that popped up out of the water. <laughs> Where, where the world to come from? And they said, because when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. And when God speaks, people listen. Amen? When God speaks, people listen. Go to verse number 13. But before, I, let me read 11 and 12 before I read 13. And the angel said unto them, fear not. That was your cue. <laughs> Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, before we read any further, take that personal. Take that personal. There's a Savior. He was born in Bethlehem. He gave his life for me. And he wants to bring good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, the Lord's anointed one. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You say, what's your sign? 
How will I know when I see this? How will I be able to depict or differentiate from any other baby that's there in Bethlehem? How will I be able to tell? It says, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. They were shepherds taking care of sheep that were used for temple sacrifice. They knew what swaddling clothes were, and they knew what a manger was. You wouldn't find this in the inn. You would find this in the stable. If you went to the inn, you'd be looking in the wrong place. If I told you that I'm coming to your town, and Stacy, I need you to pick me up, and in our town, you know it ain't crustful, <laughs> because I said I'm either co I'm coming by plane, but we also have a train station also. And if I tell you I'm coming by plane, and you go down to the train depot, you ain't going to find me because that was not the clue. That was not the information that you received. You say, well, I'm just going down there to the, to the uh, train depot anyway. Well, you ain't going to find me because I'm not coming by train. I'm coming by plane. You had to, kill, you had to pick me up at the airport. Now, Jesus said, or the, here Jesus said, the angel said, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. The shepherds knew right off the bat where they were going to find him. In a certain place. Because they were familiar with the mangers and they were familiar with the swaddling clothes. You reckon he might have been the only child that, be, be, that was put in that certain place and not other babies would have been in that area in a certain place? I believe this, but that he was the only babe that was born in Bethlehem in a stable that night. I think it's a good possibility they could have been other babies that were born in Bethlehem. But he was the only one. This here was, was painting a picture of just, and when God gives you a word and he tells you this is the way that it's going to happen, you can mark it down. And a lot of times what we, what we do is we try to take a word from God and then elaborate on it and make it out to be something and embellish it with what he didn't say. And what we're He's given us a true word and we've, and we've just made a lie out of it because we've tried to, we've tried to help God out. It takes me back to what I, had, what I had written. I was laying there in bed with Sandy one night and I told her, I said, God don't need our help. When we help him, we mess things up. He don't need our help, but he does need our cooperation. See, these shepherds need to cooperate with this message from God. They, they, had a, they had a part to play in this. There were things that needed to be communicated. And it's amazing to me that it didn't come by the religious leaders. It came by simple servants. Don't never think that God can't use you when you're in the place that God has ordained for you to be in. Now let me say this. Just because he's ordained you just be in it right now. That might be, not be your place the rest of your life. But it's your place right then. And these shepherds were positioned doing what they were supposed to do. And God says, they'll receive this message. 
They'll carry this message. They'll do something with this message. Because this message was bigger than just those few shepherds. But I want you to catch the next words. See, this is having to do with positioning ourselves for the suddenness of God. Positioning ourselves for the suddenness of God. But I want to take a different approach on it for just a second. See, us positioning ourselves for the suddenness of God puts us in a position for the suddenness of God to position us. Let's see if we can back this up to Scripture. Verse number 13. And suddenly. How did it take place? And suddenly. Lord, I sure didn't see that one coming. And suddenly. There was with the angel. There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Now, when you read in the Bible, when it talks of the Lord God of hosts, when those words are spoken, here's a picture. The Lord God of heaven's armies, or the Lord God of heaven's angelic armies, the Lord of hosts. And there was a host. There was a multitude. The sky, I believe, was filled with angelic beings lifting up their voices and bringing glory to God because they had been waiting for this day. Heaven had been waiting for this day for the Messiah to be birthed into the earth. And there was rejoicing. Earth was, earth was just getting on the page. Heaven's ahead of earth. Earth was just getting on the page. But heaven, once these here words were spoken, and it makes me think of what Jesse Duplantis, when he, when he was talking about when he was taken up to heaven, and, he, and the, the title of what he was preaching was Encounters, Encounters of the God Kind. He said, and when he got up there in heaven, and he looked, and the angel was es escorting him around, time he got out of the vehicle that he was in, he looks and he says, glory to God. And when he said, glory to God, <coughs> the angel said, glory to God, and all heaven said, glory to God. Because all of heaven is on the same page. Here's a picture I just saw. This was like it was on the day of Pentecost when they were all in one accord. Heaven is in one accord. Heaven stays in one accord. There is no division in heaven. Everybody's on the same page. And when this angel brought that message from God, that was the will of God. And all heaven... Is there to say, yes, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God in the eyes. Let's see what they say. Let's see what they say. And suddenly, say that with me, suddenly. A lot of times when you least expect it. And if you do expect it, I guarantee you to probably still catch it by surprise. There's something about God. He is so amazing. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, what did they say? Glory, Glory to God in the highest and on earth goodwill, peace. On earth, peace. Goodwill toward men. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Heaven was saying, peace. Heaven was saying, goodwill toward all men. Thank you. you mean he's got goodwill toward me? Yes, amen. You, Let me ask you this. Are you part of all men? Yes, amen. Are you a human being? Mm -hmm. 
He got peace for you. He wants us to have it. And it came to pass that as the angels were gone away, because they didn't come to stay. They came to the the main angel came to bring a message. The other ones were there. They were like the amen corner. It's like a preacher said, can I get an amen? amen. Can I get an amen? amen. And those other, those other angels, the whole sky full. Of Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, brother. Preach it. That's right. Amen. Because they brought a message from God. Amen. And a message from God is a message from God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And a message from God will set you free. Amen. Amen. But all words from God, all messages from God have to be received. Yes. How do we know if it was received or not? Fair question. How do we know if it's received or not? Let's see if we can answer that one by Scripture. And it came to pass, after the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go even unto Bethlehem and see the thing which is come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. How do we know if it was received? They was getting ready to break camp and follow after what they was going to go find out about this word. Amen. You know, a lot of times the Lord will speak something to our heart and we'll be kind of thick and just kind of blow it off instead of listening and taking a hold of it. See, one of the ways you can tell if you're taking up, if you're if if you believe it or not, you start walking toward that word. You start you start exercising something that moves you toward what was spoken. You can't you can't stay sitting dormant when the Lord has told you to move. To sit dormant when he's told us to move is a place of disobedience. Now they didn't go just for curiosity. They let me ask you this. If an angel came down and said, and he says, Hey, I got a word from God for you. You probably wouldn't say. I wonder, was that word from God or not? I'm going to tell you what. If you saw the angel and he come down and he sat beside you or he came and told you what God said, let me ask you, let's put this along with it. And it lined up with the word of God. And it lined up with the word of God. Because one of the things that's going to happen in the last days, there will be angels of light that come. And they will bring, they will some become bringing a message that is not from God. I don't say that to instill fear, but I'm, I'm saying that because check what's being said by the Word of God. And heaven will back up what it's saying. Heaven backed it up with Jesus, heaven, heaven backed it up with the heavenly host. But I don't want to rain on our parade. They said, let's go. Let's leave where we're at and let's go. Because their job was taking care of the sheep. But the Lamb of God was born in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. And they were going to see the Lamb. They were going to see the Lamb. See, God is not just after you forsaking your responsibilities. But their responsibility was not just taking and taking care of the sacrificial lambs when the Lamb of God was born in Bethlehem. You think we're going to miss that? That's like the Pharisees being in church when the church walks in and stands in front of them. 
Do you catch what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? The Pharisee had rather have the church than be the church. Or when the church, Jesus stood in front of them, they didn't even recognize him. They said, we're going to see it. Here we are taking care of lambs for temple sacrifice when the Lamb of God, the eternal sacrifice, is birthed in Bethlehem. Brothers and sisters, when, when, when greater revelation comes, be willing to embrace what He's saying to us. Because what He's saying to us will move us, will position us. We're, we're talking about being positioned for the suddenness of God. And if, if they had the mindset, I'm just going to stay here and take care of these lambs when the lamb was in Bethlehem, they would have missed it. Even though an angel had brought it and a heavenly host had said amen. The shepherds said one to another, Let us go now, even to Bethlehem, and see this thing which is to come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Why did He make it known to them? Because He wanted to do something with it. When God makes something known to us, He wants us to do something with it. Well, I got a word from God. So, what did you do with that word from God? If I didn't do nothing with it, it's a good chance I missed out on my word from God. And they came with haste. They came reluctant. You know, I don't know if that was a word from God or not. No. They came with haste. They came with haste. And they found. See, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of things that we won't never find if we're never moving after God. If we are satisfied sitting We'll be satisfied in our sin. But when, we're, when we get a word from God and we're ready to, ready to move with it, how do you know if you're ready to move with it? You'll make haste to, to change your position. They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. First sign. Lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known unto the made abroad, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. They couldn't hold it, Ruth. They could not hold it. Praise the Lord. They could not hold it. The angel said it. I seen it. The angel said it. And I seen it. It's just like the angel said that it would be. And they made known the things which were told them concerning the child. Now, isn't it amazing that these simple protectors of sheep were the ones that got the message? These simple protectors of sheep were the ones that got the message. But in my devotion time this morning in the book of Peter Jesus was talking about the shepherd. See, shepherds are dear to the heart of God. Because God cares about sheep. God cares about people. He don't want somebody messing up 
his sheep. He don't want somebody messing up his people. And God, this is a type here that we're seeing taking place of the heart of God for taking care of his sheep. And all they that heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. Notice this. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I read that in different places in Scripture when it says this, this characteristic about Mary. Because... Even though she was the mother of Jesus, she was the one who was chosen for this job to raise the Son of God. That She didn't know everything. But when different things would be told her, she didn't blow it off as not important. She pondered those things in her heart. See, one of the things that has to do with positioning ourselves for the suddenness is how well we will show respect and honor to the things that God brings our way. Will we ponder them in our heart or will we blow them off? If we blow them off, we've got our reward. But if we will give place to them, to think of them, to let them run around on the inside of us. Even though I don't understand it all, I know God's saying something to me in that. And I'm going to pay attention to it. And that will move you from the field to where the revelation is. The revelation wasn't in the field. They got a revelation in the field, but the revelation was at the end of what God said. Mm -hmm. The revelation was not in the field, but it was there at the end of what God had said. How did he say it? This particular account, he uses an angel. He might even use somebody like me. See, because shepherds are dear to the heart of God. But you know what? Sheep are dear to the heart of God. Say with me, I am a sheep. See, you just don't need to see yourself as just another person on the face of this earth. You need to see yourself as God's sheep. God's sheep. He gave his life to the sheep. He cares for the sheep. He cares about everything about you. There's nothing about you that's not important to him. Because he is the shepherd of all shepherds. He is the great shepherd. Amen. He's the great shepherd. He loves with an everlasting love. He's got a compassion that just won't quit. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to have to come back tonight and get the rest of this lesson. Yes. Because it ain't done by a long shot. <laughs> it ain't done by a long shot. But I do want to leave you with one word. so we don't forget it. Say it with me. Glory, Glory to God. God. If it was good enough for the angels to say it. You think it's good enough for His children to say it? Amen. Glory Amen. to God. And if it would change the atmosphere of Bethlehem. Yes. 
And if it would change the atmosphere of heaven, you think it could change your atmosphere? Hallelujah. Stand with me. Glory to God. Let's give him some glory. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. There is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's an honor for me to lift my voice to praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you a participator? Or are you a spectator? Now that's the question. Are you a participator or are you a spectator? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said, I ain't letting nobody glorify God for me. I'm doing my own glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't just watch me burn. Burn your own self. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the honor to share your word. I thank you for the truth of your word that sets us free. Hallelujah. It makes us free. It makes us free. Hallelujah. Positioning ourselves for the suddenness of God. Praise you. Thank you, Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over Holy Spirit, these words from your word, let them resonate in our hearts all through today so that we come back tonight with an expectation in our hearts. I've got to get this. There's some more here that needs to be shared. I give you glory. Glory to God in the highest. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.